Pod Fam Chalk Pod. I'm Andrew Sabo. I'm Dylan Weaver. And we're back today covering Kidsboro Part 3. Heck yeah, we are. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it, though. Yeah, so we're... I don't know if we'll continue it past this. No, no, no. But... Well, it's it's weird because the feeling that I have when, like, you say the episode and, like, I agree, <laughs> when I hear you do it, I'm like... That seems interesting. <laughs> and then I think, oh, that's what I do every time yeah. because I feel like it's the only thing I right. can do. You, you have to, like, it's this weird thing where we've got to go back and forth. We but have to like, acknowledge. Well, what do we, what do I say after that? I, I, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that's, you're right. It's like the awkward, like, like you're texting somebody and the end of one conversation and the beginning of another, it's like, well... We can either try and keep this going because it feels like that's what should happen, yeah. or we cannot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, never but, happens to me. No, n- never, not, not even once. All right, so there's barely any like new context, new info, whatever. This uh, first aired on June seventh of two thousand eight. Okay. Um, it was released simultaneously on the podcast, directed and written by Marshall Younger. Um, and there are no new characters, although Wit does come back in this episode after being absent in the previous. There you go. Awesome. Yeah, and so the <laughs> the episode then, I mean, it picks up right where the last one uh, left off. Yeah. In, in proper Odyssey fashion. Uh, and it's Ryan and Nelson um, kind of standing in front of the town, like addressing the crime in the city. Yep. Uh, if you remember last episode, it ended with, what with nelson and ryan kind of or making a plan yeah well it ended with ryan reluctantly agreeing Agreeing, to go along with nelson's plan yeah exactly and so now this one is them standing in front of the town saying that they're going to put security cameras in trees to um catch the cereal smeller and Mm -hmm. the people that have been causing problems um but that's going to involve raising taxes and a private security office that will need to be built. Yeah. Which, okay. Yeah, it, it, they're putting these cameras up and they're putting like a shed up to put the monitors in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, that someone can go in there and, and view them. And it's, yeah, we don't really get to see how this goes over. No. But it, then like they do do it. Yeah. So like clearly there was enough approval. Yeah, like there's there seems to be a mixed reaction from the crowd. Like if you hear yeah. it like... Well, one, it's really well done, and two, it's like there's a lot of there's definitely a response. I think some people are kind of reluctantly willing to just because of the problems that they've been having. Um, and then it cuts to uh, Pete running into Ryan's office once again because you know Pete seems like a cartoon character. Yes, he does, and I love it. Like I feel like he doesn't know, have a last name. He is not a real person. Yeah, but man, is he great? He has a weird voice. Like I feel like he just runs into like Ryan's office. Like imagine if like Kramer from Seinfeld had yes. skid marks of dust coming up from his heels when he was like jumping in, like kind of hopping in. Uh, like that's that's yeah. kind of what I get from from Pete. Um, and they're talking about. The, the flower of Kidsboro, mm-hmm. which is the dandelion because you can't get rid of it. Yep. And then uh, the slogan, which is, uh, we're kids, we're in charge, deal, deal with it. it. Yeah, because kids kids these days are mad. Yeah. <laughs> kids, that's, uh, Ryan, Ryan's like, yeah, that sounds pretty angry. And Pete's yeah. like, well, kids are angry these days, Ryan. Yeah. In, his, in a very uh, 
40-year-old man way of talking about things. Yeah, it's it's really funny, too, this, like, that slogan we heard, I think, in the first promo. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the series, and it uh, hasn't come up since. Speaking of which, uh, should I roll the promo? <laughs> yeah, we should! <laughs> <laughs> On the next special edition of Adventures in Odyssey, Ryan and Nelson are trying to cover up a crime they committed together. Don't you think there's something weird going on? Like what? Somebody suspects us. And will Valerie take advantage of a weakened mayor to take over the whole town? Remember, Valerie Swanson for mayor. On the next special presentation of Adventures in Odyssey, Kidsboro. The music is getting weirder. We got three different music cues there. Yeah. It went from like... Mission uh, Impossible. I was going to say spy to like lovey Valerie. Like, yeah, like... Con- uh, cliche girly music. Yeah, um, like um, Dreams by Constance. Yes. Like and then music. And then to the Odyssey intro music. Yeah, the, but like QVC version. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. Oh, oh my. Anyways... Now that, that we have that, that happened, that happened because I don't know we're we're just robots pressing buttons. It's um, true, <laughs> we are. So yeah, so the other Pete's other suggestion, um, in addition to the the dandelion and the slogan, is uh, that that the national bird should be Claude, Claude. yeah, um, who is the dead bird who was found at the town square the day prior when Ryan doesn't know about this. Pete's like, didn't, didn't you read, read the, the paper? paper? To which. Was Jill like, oh my lord, there's a dead bird, and then decides to write about it? She's gotta write about something, man. I guess. And she's writing every day? She's writing, it is a daily paper. We find out later in this episode that there are at least three pages. Yeah. And she's the only person writing for it? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) she might have somebody else, but that is... So like, much writing. I want to know, and maybe maybe the books get into this. I want to know how Jill's making money. Like, does everyone pay for the paper? Yeah, I guess. And so she's writing it on like with like pen and pencil throughout the day in Kidsborough, and then going home and typing, typing it, it up, up and, and printing, printing it out. It, yeah. And presumably, <laughs> is it like is this like a word document that she's printing like thirty copies of and then stapling to people's doors or what? maybe i i logistically i have questions i mean i'm sure wit has a printing press somewhere that she uses like <laughs> benjamin franklin just putting in individual blocks and keys oh uh, yeah but yeah. um or he just has like some ridiculously high-tech printing press because right. he has infinite money that's true uh uh-huh. um never forget it but yeah the, the logistics of the newspaper are a, a lot of the a lot best. of the logistics of kids borrow break down real quick yeah oh yeah (laughs) where it's like nelson seems so concerned with like hey nobody like finds use for like my inventions but who's buying a newspaper to read over the summer about things that you definitely saw when you were a kid yeah yeah i don't (laughs) i don't know i honestly don't know the only thing that i think would be worth it is if like there's new laws being made, government yeah. stuff. Like I think yeah. that because they're they're coming up with so much of it so quickly, and there's so much new yeah. stuff happening. I guess there's a a yeah. decent amount, but 
That's Plus, just publishing whatever notes that yeah. they have from the meetings, yeah. which they could do that and not have a paper. Yeah. And I, I cannot slam the paper too much because Jill is the best. She is <laughs> so good. She's really good in this episode. Um, but yeah, Pete's got all these all these ideas and mm-hmm. Ryan's just kind of like, isn't there like more important stuff to do? And he's like, we got to establish a national identity and yeah. like, all and this he stuff. Says and it's really fun. Something about but... truth. And he's like, but what does truth mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, roll credits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. And Ryan's like, oh no, he knows. Yeah. Um, Which Pete does not sound suspicious at all. No. No, and Ryan but, is panicking. <laughs> yeah, but it's it. Yeah, it's about Ryan's guilt more than it is about what Pete's saying. Exactly. Um, and so so we go from there uh, to a scene of uh, Jill and Alice talking about the whole security camera thing and whatnot, yeah. and Alice is asking for you know a key to the office, to the security office, and. Yeah, it. Alice doesn't have it, which does seem like a like a weird oversight, and that does seem dodgy. And then mm-hmm. Alice, you know, helps Jill climb up the tree, and she pulls mm-hmm. down the camera, and it's a dummy camera. Yeah. Um, which Alice is like, yeah, like those work, and she's like, but isn't it weird that like we didn't know about this? Yeah. But like, they also stuck up. I mean, I guess they're they're kids, but they stuck up cameras all over the forest, like logistically like, how the heck would they have done that well, no, 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 no. like you could stick them up but like trying to like run cable and all of that stuff yeah. is is crazy and also like how much do they think the like because they're on the council they know how much tax money is being collected for these things yeah. like how much do they think security cameras cost uh not enough and also are they trying to pay for real life security cameras with kidsborough currency i yeah it's like yeah, exactly. What's what's the exchange rate? Like, this isn't something that Nelson's inventing. Yeah. Unless it is. But yeah. But yeah, it's just. And to which is Nelson like an actual like computer engineer and can just make security cameras by hand? Right. Yeah. It's it's all funny. Like it. It seems like. I don't know. Like I get I get that the whole idea is that nelson and ryan are like trying to do like a cover-up yeah but i feel like if they had told the founding fathers and mothers like hey we're just gonna like we told them all cameras we're actually gonna do dummy cameras it'll have the same effect and it'll save us a ton of money they would have been okay with it, right no one would have pushed back but i guess the idea we're supposed to get is that like they're they're covering things up like just like, they're kind of in this position where they've got to lie, and now they're just, like, tripling lying down everything. on lying. Yeah. Um, and then, would they be using the extra unused, or, like, so the increase in taxes to pay for the cameras. Right. But they're dummy cameras. Right. If they increase But the dummy cameras still cost money. Okay, okay. I like, wasn't sure. Yeah, I guess I guess that would be what that. Even would be. if Nelson's making them, they're paying for that. They're paying for the shed to be outfitted, like all of that stuff. Still, yeah. like they need to, yeah, still make it. But it makes way more sense that they would have the <laughs> money. Ima- so Wit is just loaded with Kidsboro dollars at this point, <laughs> like because they're getting all this from him, obviously. 
He's like, he's sitting on a stash of like several hundred Kidsboro dollars while the government is tanking. And he's like, well. That's, yep. You made your town. Um, so yeah. So then, then we go to a scene of Nelson and Ryan. Yeah. Ryan goes into Nelson's office and it's just like, they're both just feeling super guilty about this whole thing. They're getting on to it. They're, he's like, you know, do you think Pete knows he was talking about it? Whatever. Yeah. And then and they and they they kind of do like the classic thing where they like like nah nah we're good we're fine we covered our tracks we're yep. good we're fine, yep. and then they hear like static yep and there's a uh, there's a hidden recording device yep. in there's a in, tape recorder like under Nelson's desk or yeah. something or his bed yeah or whatever I, like, in my head it's like a little tiny thing like on on the underside of his desk yeah it's kind of like a sticky thing I yeah don't know. I always just pack pictured like a proper tape recorder just like taped underneath the desk that makes a lot more sense considering what jill has available to her <laughs> than some spy equipment yeah and so they realize like oh there's a recording device under here um and he's like oh no who's who's recording and then they they manufacture a conversation yeah um and nelson goes back and records over the the other spot mm-hmm. um and then, yeah, and then we go to a scene of Jill and Ryan. Yeah. Um, where Jill confronts him and is like, hey, I found the hidden recorder. I was spying on you. She's like, I think you should know I was spying on you, which is like, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> that raises some questions as to what is allowed here. And Ryan right. even says that yeah. later. He's like, hey, like, and she's like, I've been on the council. Like, we've never talked about this, so I'm fine. Um, which is funny, but the uh very american of you yeah exactly (laughs) but um anyways so she ryan's actually does like a really good job here of like like faking it yeah yeah, like he he is surprised and mad because i guess he also didn't know it was jill um yeah but but then he then he's like well what did you find and she goes right nothing yeah "Hmm." yeah (laughs) like exactly um but but then she brings up the fact that she plays back the tape Mm -hmm. and there's a beep on nelson's watch yeah and then 57 minutes after that it beeps again meaning there are three minutes missing yeah three minutes of of missing audio which if you're recording over a tape how would you be missing audio what because they rewound it to uh, the spot okay. and then record it again now the interesting thing here is they must have because that beep happens like when they're saying hi to each other yeah and so they only recorded back to that spot yeah like the high must have been from the initial conversation yeah because yeah because they're missing three minutes after the high before the next beep yeah but yeah his alarm clock beeps every hour on the hour and joe's like it beeped with 57 minutes in between, like, where are those three minutes? Mm-hmm. Um, which is awesome detective work on Jill's part, and I just, I like Love it. Love it. She's so like, good. And she, like, is all over Ryan as yeah. far as, like, getting him to kind of spill spill the beans and whatnot. Right. Similar to what Ryan did to Nelson in the previous episode. Yeah, exactly. 
I didn't yeah. realize that actually. That's a good. She's good parallel. She like she calls out him like for lying. Yeah, and and just she, like, I'll write it in the paper. And right. he's like, you can't write based on theory. And she's like, well, I'll write what I know and let the readers decide. And then right. he's like, I'm doing it for the sake of the town. And she's like, whatever. Like she kind of says, like you would like since when is lying in the best interest of everybody? Right. You know and. You don't understand, you know, I'm doing it for right reasons, and then, like, since when is lying ever the right reason? She yep. just, like, just destroys Ryan. Yeah. And uh, and then he kind of comes forward yep. and confesses. Yeah, well, so he has this whole, he has this whole, like, monologue Afterwards. about... No, 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 right now. Oh, okay. About, because it goes from that scene to a... Like one of his little narrative yeah, monologues yeah, yeah. in between, where he's just talking about political scandals and yeah. how like he's seen so many leaders, like what he's been around long enough to see a lot of political. Sc- I'm scandals. glad you noticed that too because it's and so good. I like I love this monologue. And he's yeah. like I've always like seen those people and thought like how like how could they be so dumb? How could they make these yeah. mistakes? And now like I've made those same mistakes um but like i'm going to i'm not gonna run and hide like i'm going to face the music because yeah like that's the right thing to do yeah you have um, to own up for it you have and to take responsibility for what you've done yeah and so he he sounds really mature there like his yeah. tone of voice is very somber it's very yep. like I, I mean i get it he's in like seventh grade but he sounds yeah it's, he sounds like this time has taught him a lot and he's mm. like visibly a different person because of it um yeah or audibly i suppose <laughs> and yeah so so then he he goes and has a conversation with wit mm-hmm. um yeah and you know kind of lays it all out there and is like look so like i'm gonna resign and wit's like like yeah like i That's agree the with right that thing to do um and and then and, he says, like, I forgot to base my decisions on the Bible instead right. of what I thought was right. Right. And, uh... Yeah. And then Wit... Well, sorry, <laughs> even before even before that, even oh, okay. before Wit's line, like, Ryan's line on its own, I kind of stopped and wrote down, because I was like... Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like... I hesitate to bring God into politics a lot. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like I feel like the issue here is not like I feel like someone who doesn't have any belief in the Bible could reach the same conclusion. Yeah. Where they're exactly. like, "Oh, I ha- I like covered something up yeah. to try and retain power mm-hmm. and it was found out and I need to like step down. Yeah, I need like to that, to it. While that is information you could get from the Bible, it doesn't feel like, ah, because I wasn't referring back to the Bible, I made these mistakes. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like he didn't study for the test kind of idea. It was right. more just like anybody could have done this. Yeah. Um, and and then it transitions into a in uh, notable wit line. I have the whole thing written down. Please so I'm read just it. Gonna please read, read it. it and for... then you can vamp. Um, Here we are. Uh, our founding fathers built a nation on biblical principles, but over the last two hundred years, we've drifted from that, and the nation has suffered because of it. Make America great again. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, that is uh, that like that's what he's yeah saying here, and it's that's like what he's suggesting. Wait, wait a sec. Wait, just just for the record, yeah, there are things in politics right now that aren't great, but also the founding fathers didn't address slavery. Yeah, have we? Have like, we, have we, is this we what we've drifted this? from? Yeah, we slowly like, drifted from slavery. Right. My bad. Women are allowed to vote now. Right. God hates that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just this, it's this thing that's really common in, like, that comes up a lot in conservative no, it's, it's, it's circles, Christian nationalism. but also, yeah, also Christian stuff of just, it's not even just the Christian nationalism, which, you know, is its own thing and has a lot of stuff, but this specific putting the founding fathers on a pedestal and yeah. being like, hey, like, they did everything right. Yeah. Like, they... Is it Berbiglia based... that talks about writing it with a quill pen? It's not. Who is it? There's, I don't There's know. a comedian that has a, has a... Oh, it's Joe Rogan. Oh, or, okay. Who's talking about it. And he says, like, um, he's talking about the founding fathers like if they were to come back today being like what the heck are you still using our documents for like we wrote that by a oil lamp with a quill pen yeah you have small computers in your pockets what are you doing <laughs> yeah it's just like it's like obviously there's a lot of foundational stuff there that's good but like i think and i and i think that there's stuff today that's less good but or like there's there there's problems in politics today there were also problems in politics then, yeah there's a misconceived notion right. that they had it right, right and ever since then we've just been slowly drifting farther and farther from a divine standard that like right. the pilgrims thanksgiving you know yep. boston tea party and then that was you know that's the climax and ever since then it's just been this falling action of us drifting away right and it's and it's like yeah but and that's what God wants. And God wanted such... the founding fathers. And ever since then, right. God doesn't want it. <laughs> right. And yeah, which is, it's so funny because the, like, I mean, the stuff we talked about last week with the the discussion of, of um, like, the discussion questions they gave us last week, so much stuff is like, is like, yeah, yeah, but like, we also are supposed to believe that, you know, God has put all governments in place that like all leaders are mm. there because of him and and all that stuff and so it's like then like i like so you're what what what's the takeaway supposed to be are you blaming like are you blaming god or are you blaming people right you're god saying that like, like you're saying like the founding fathers were a hundred percent in step with what god intended mm-hmm. and ever since then we've been like People, the people that God has placed in power have been at odds with him and the nation's suffering as a result. And it's like, yeah, not that I think that, like, America is perfect today by any means, but, like... We're like, doing better. <laughs> right, like, like there, it's, it's a constant evolution and we improve and the opposite of improve, like, yeah. in, in certain ways. But it's not a... Yeah, I don't know. It, it the way this is the way Wit's line is here. It's just like, yeah, we've just been like landsliding ever since. Yeah, it's very old man yells at cloud situation. Yeah, it is, and it's just it's frustrating, especially in line of like current political climate and some of that stuff. Where I'm just like, can we? Can, can we, we not? Yeah. Well, and the, I think that like I I think my biggest beef with it is that 
a lot of that ideology is based on the concept that God wants a country. Mm. That God is like, you know, okay, Israel's identity has been kind of compromised because of war and territory and, like, you know, the temple in Jerusalem is now a mosque, so now America is God's place. And that's really not biblical, even a little bit. Right. And it's incredibly, like... I think it's in. I think it's incredibly misguided to think that to to believe that that is the case and that that is what he wants, because um, it's like in the life and death of Jesus Christ, like he does not. He's he no- does not reign with politics. Correct. Like that's that's the whole thing. That's the coming in on a donkey. He's yeah, not yeah. the conquering king. He doesn't come in on he's a horse. He's not trying to esta- establish a physical nation here on earth. No. He's establishing an eternal nation. Yeah, and a relational um, nation yes. and something that is bigger than what we understand. Like Right. Like right right. Christianity is not confined to these borders. Exactly. Nor exactly. should it be enforced by them. Amen. Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, but like, just, just like, even in in the concept of like, yeah, it, it, I I don't know. It's it's something that I feel feel very strongly about. But I'm I'm concerned that this is because Kidsboro is something that I liked so much as yes. a child. Like, this is what so so many people believed to be true but even if you were to look back at the bible god didn't give israel kings for a long time right he was like no i'll be your king and i'll speak to you through prophets and you'll listen to the prophets and that'll be cool mm-hmm. and they're like yeah but can we have a king now and he's like no nah, but i give you the prophets and i'm talking and then, to we'll, the and then we'll give you some judges yeah and we'll give you judges <laughs> and judges will be cool too and like they can get their whole they can get their own book in the bible man like we can Give them, you got judges. Judges are great. Aren't judges great? And they're like, nah, we want a king. And he gives them a king. six books of kings. Yeah, and then we get a bunch of kings. And by the way, there's like three good kings for every 28 bad kings. And yet, you know, Wit's like, ah, we've been straying from the one good king that we have that was Benjamin Franklin, who I think owned slaves, or maybe he didn't, but... Definitely the other founding fathers did. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Anywho. It's, yeah. All of all of that to say that that line from Wit feels so forced in here. It feels like, so curriculum. And that's well, like, and that's been my thing with with going through all of this stuff is that what I took away from Kidsboro as a kid was none of the messages that it seems like Focus yeah, wanted exactly. me to. It was just like, here's a fun place run by kids. Oh, they have issues. I hope they solve them. Yeah, And they then have going so- through it now, I'm like, oh, there was an agenda here that I didn't catch. Because it was so shoehorned and ridiculous. And I'm so glad I didn't catch it because I have issues with yeah, this yeah, agenda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and like... I- and it's such it's such a cookie cutter like Sunday school response of being like, well, when you stop relying on God for your decision making, you're gonna make mistakes, and and the question or and you know the answer to that is 
yes, I mean, you you are going to probably hurt people, and, like, my understanding of what the wrath of God is is, you know, the self-inflicted wounds of going against his grain in the way that he's made things. Like, that that makes sense as far as what, what Wood is saying. However, that is what he is saying is based on such a specific idea of a specific interpretation of how things are universally. Right. And so, like, yeah, it, it is it is right. very, very curriculum. Right. It's definitely in the without the Bible there is no morality camp. Yeah, exactly. Um, or and, and that like the Bible should be taken entirely literally in all circumstances well, yes. and isn't completely <laughs> applicable like to every situation ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's I yeah, I struggle with his with his take and this yeah. Someday someday I'm sure we'll do like a really serious dive into historical like the historical episodes of Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um because yeah, it is it is a weird place where they, yeah, focus really ties this Christian nationality, like mm-hmm. patriotism, all of this stuff. And it romanticizes it. a lot of things. Yeah, and yeah, it's just, yeah, it's an interesting thing to to discuss. For sure, definitely. Um, Anywho. Yeah. From there, um, we go to Ryan's resignation speech. Yeah, which is really good mm-hmm. and really heartfelt. And he's basically just kind of like, he gives his speech and then he kind of breaks down and is like, listen, guys, I messed up for, you know, a second there. I thought I was smarter than God. And, you know, like, if I have any word of advice for the next mayor, it's, you know, God's a lot better at making the rules than you are, mm. which I think is... I agree with that. That's very yeah. good. I like that a lot. And I like how humbly he he approaches that. Um, I think he handles it really well. And then Valerie just jumps up in proper uh, butthole fashion. <laughs> <laughs> and is like, so we need to elect a new mayor. And I'm going to run. And yep. the election's going to be on Tuesday. So, okay, bye. Vote yep. for me. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, oh, anybody else want to run against me? I guess not. All right, let's let's do this thing. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And, and it's, yeah, it just puts this sour taste in your mouth. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we go to then a scene where, um, where Valerie's talking. Or, sorry, not Valerie. Where Pete comes in to talk to Ryan again. Mm-hmm. Ryan's cleaning out his office. Yeah. And Pete's kind of like, hey, like, can I have your, like, here's... Can I have your opinion on mm-hmm. on a couple things? And Ryan's like, why are you asking me? Like, Valerie's going to be in charge. And he's like, yeah, but, like, I want your ideas. Mm-hmm. Because Pete wanted to be in public office. Yeah. That was his whole thing. Whereas Valerie just wants to be in control. Yeah. And, like, I think this is a thing we see in literal politics. Where it's All like the time. Yeah. certain people are trying to serve the mm-hmm. people and others are trying to, to get the people to rule serve them. the people <laughs> yeah um and so yeah i just like i think it's interesting that no he, the, the way that's it. that's mirrored here um 
and he says like what's the purpose of government and then yeah. ryan has a real good line and he says you know the purpose of government which by the way is something that's brought up several times in this series and it's not the part he doesn't say what's in the bible he says the purpose of government is to serve its people with truth justice and sacrifice yeah and that's real good it is real good i like it a lot i yeah the the sacrifice line's really yeah. cool like yeah it's surprisingly profound yeah <laughs> yeah well and like truth and justice is something that is like oh you hear that all the time but like the right. sacrifice part it's like yeah. that is that is the servitude not the ruling mentality right um yeah absolutely um and, and then we so, go to jill and valerie right? yeah jill sits down with valerie to have have an interview um mm-hmm. and she's talking about some of the stuff that she's gonna do and she's like well you know like i'll probably keep the same council minus of course ryan and nelson yeah um and like maybe i'll add in some new blood and jill jill reacts like pretty negatively to that yeah but i'm like no that makes sense yeah you're yeah you don't want the two people involved in the scandal and then like there's now i guess you're coming in so there's only one empty slot but like yeah of course you want to probably bring in one of your friends or whatnot to yeah to to have them be on the council that doesn't seem like uh she's not saying like she's gonna throw them all out and like rebuild from scratch yeah and she's she's like getting rid of she's not threatening jill or anybody that wasn't involved in the scandal no she's just like oh like yeah i'll like you know yeah maybe bring in some a couple new people which yeah yeah seems so reasonable but but joe's reactions like uh what yeah yeah like (laughs) what and then also she because she's like you know we've only been at this for a month and Valerie's like well it's not too early for two for it's not too early for good ideas or something like that um which is a good point and then um jill asked the question like how do you think that like or some people question if a girl can function as mayor. And Valerie gives a decent response. She does. I think it's really funny that she's like, Jill's like, I think Jill's just coming at this from like, oh, this is an interesting journalistic question. But she yeah. frames it as like, people in Kidsboro have been asking. Yeah. Like, or have been, you know, are, the members of Kidsboro are skeptical about a female in power. And it's like, geez, Jill. Like, wow. <laughs> that seems... come out right out with it. Yeah, really, but... really coming at it. And then Valerie's like, you know, well, what do you think I'm going to do? Like, plant a garden, paint the meeting hall pink. Okay. You know, I don't garden and I hate pink. Yep. And then Jill's like, light bulb. She ah, hates pink. She hates pink. Um, And so she starts to, to piece stuff together and <laughs> just like... <laughs> This series is just a, like a chain of people bullying information out of each other. Yeah, and it's always Nelson. <laughs> yeah, and it's always Nelson until the very end where Nelson kind of is still gets bullied into getting information out of Valerie. Yeah, yeah. So Jill, Poor guy. Jill excuses herself from the interview after getting Valerie to repeat the fact that she hates pink. Yeah. Um. And runs off to talk to Nelson. Yeah, so she um, runs off and is like, wait a minute. You know, Val- Valerie hates pink. Nelson confirms that Valerie hates pink. The shirt that she was wearing was pink when she spilled the mixture on it, which means she wasn't wearing it, which means it was all a setup. And then she, like, goes at Nelson, and then Nelson <laughs> caves, and he's like, 
you know, she does this thing where she sits on my chest and presses really, really hard. Yeah. Which, what? I don't know. I, I guess the, like, they didn't want it to be a thing where, like, they physical like, abuse right, where she's act. Well, i mean this is physical abuse but yeah. they didn't want him to like get bruised or anything like, yeah so so it had to be like she exerts her dominant by pressing really hard um <laughs> that sounds worse though <laughs> couldn't she like ruthlessly prank him or something yeah. like couldn't this be a you know put hair dye in your right. shampoo the, the normal sibling stuff you mean yeah yeah <laughs> not all those times your siblings sat on you and pressed into your chest really hard that's happened <laughs> several times <laughs> all right and i've done it to grace it's just it just happens i stand corrected um anyways so so jill kind of breaks down this whole thing we find mm-hmm. out that valerie was in fact behind Mm-hmm. behind it all and she's like all right nelson you're gonna have to wear a wire yeah which i think is funny but like probably just like it's freaking kids borrow probably nelson's testimony enough yeah would be, would be enough, enough for everyone yeah. to be like oh okay but we did see how valerie did in court previously so, so like maybe not yeah um so yeah, we don't know how <laughs> better be safe than sorry so nelson's going to to going to uh wear a wire and talk to valerie and to get her to confess and he is so So, bad at it oh yeah he's the worst things like can i sit next to you and she's like why and he's like so can we go over to plan like review it like see if there's anything you know we can work on for next time and she's like next time what so next time we team up we're not gonna team up again and 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 then she he finally wears her down until Valerie's like, "You did fine, Nelson." <laughs> the only thing you screwed up was that was, you left those was, bottles was, in the recycling bin. Other than that, everything you did was fine. You did exactly what I told you to do. Yep. Now get out. All right, all right. I'm, I'm going. I'm going. Oh, thanks. Which thanks, which is preceded, I will say, preceded by Valerie staring him down before she bursts out. Going, I am about to do that thing that I do on your chest. (laughs) Your Valerie's getting good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that is a, ew. (laughs) I just don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. The, Um, uh, yeah. So then, um, yeah. So then Jill goes over to Ryan to break the news. mm -hmm. She's, she's kind of like, hey, like how, how's it? going he's like oh i didn't like expect you to see i didn't expect to see you till september she's yeah. like oh you're not actually like planning on staying away that long and he kind of just kind of like eh. well kind of yeah yeah um and she's like look like i want you to run for mayor yeah she's like i want you to run for mayor and he's like i'm not on the ballot and he's like or and jill's like well you gave a really good speech and we found out that Valerie's a phony, and yep. everybody knows, and... Yeah, she like, shows him the paper. Take, She's yeah. like, this is what's going to run, yeah. and this is an editorial about you and about, you know, Why well, I Nelson. think you're a good candidate. Yeah, and, and she talks about this story in which, like, she was sitting in at Hal's Diner, yeah. and Ryan came back and returned nine cents. Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, it was only nine cents. And she was like, right, and you returned it. Like, this is, this is what we want yeah. in in a mayor and it's really sweet and i really like jill and i also during this scene was like 
don't like I haven't read kids borough novels. And I don't and I don't know Romance. where they where they go with these characters. But I was like, are they setting up a Jill Ryan romance? Because I'm here for See, it. I want it real. Bad. I was like, I the holy hoopster and the reporter. It's Come like on. I, I like, yeah, I like Jill a lot. I think Ryan's pretty good. Yeah, like Jill's great. Make it, make it happen, man. Please. I don't, I don't know. I want. It. I don't know what the future of what the future, but this this is this is my new my new Trent and Mandy. Yeah, seriously, I supported. I mean, new episodes are still coming out. Ryan yeah. could still be in them. Who knows? Jill could come back. Plus, their names together are Jill Ryan. <laughs> you mean a majority of my childhood? <laughs> oh. oh my lord, that's that's special. <laughs> And that's where it ends, right on Jill Ryan. Uh, well, no. Ryan wins the election. Sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah. Valerie that's got important. <laughs> Valerie got five votes. Ryan got eighteen, and Pete has finally finished the Constitution. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they read the Constitution. Yeah, like out. they're like the preamble or whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah it is is cool and mm-hmm. um, kind of just expands on Ryan's truth, justice, and sacrifice from earlier. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, and that's that's, it. that's where we end Kidsboro. If you guys are interested in more Kidsboro, there are books available. <laughs> yeah, as we have mentioned, there um, are books. <laughs> but but yeah, I yeah. I like to thank. I was this was really fun to cover. I like this. I like this arc a lot. It's yeah. very different from what we've. Been yeah, covering. I mean it's still I mean it's still very plot heavy. Yeah, but it's it's super uh, super. Yeah, I don't know, like nostalgic fun. for me. Mm-hmm. It was a fun, fun three-parter to cover, and, and, and different as far as like the topics that. Yeah, it deals we with. got to talk about different stuff and rant about things different than what we normally do we on ran, the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's nice. Still ranting against wit, but on on different topics. Different topics this time, um, and well, there wasn't much wit to rant against this time. No, no, and the uh, so the discussion questions are the same for all three episodes. Oh, like it, okay. it was like a discussion booklet that came with the three. Oh, it's okay. not like they break down episode to episode, so there's not like there's no new stuff for questions. us to discuss. But I think mm-hmm. I don't think we need to pad out our runtime anymore for this no, one. No, we, no, ma'am. We did, we did it pretty well. Yeah, uh, I don't know. You you plug in anything this week, Andrew? No, sir. No, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm just gonna come back and say, uh, go, go follow me on Letterboxd again. Okay. Um, if, if, if you people aren't already and that's something you're interested in, I, yeah. uh, rate and write down little notes about all the movies I watch. Um, mm-hmm. so if you're current, if you're curious in what I'm watching or what I think of it, um, that's a fun place to find my opinions. It's something I really enjoy doing. Um, yeah. He's very good at it. So, so say. yeah. I don't, yeah if that if That's that awful. interests you if you guys are movie people uh i'll put a link below but i'm just dj weaver 29 on yes, also letterboxd yeah um i don't think i have anything all right and we'll be back next week uh with episode 192 modesty is the best policy uh with a special guest you're in for it <laughs> bye guys bye Wadfam Chalk Pod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. 
Follow the podcast at wadfamchalkpod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. Episode 46, Kidsboro Part 3, was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabin, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us next time for more of the Wadfam Chalkpod.